Run to start. You can start uh, now. Okay, Assalamu alaikum everyone. Um, God willing, we will be starting our Quran study today from the chapter 43, Ornaments. Um, or it's Al Zahruf. And we always start in the name of um, I seek refuge in God from Satan the rejected. In the name of God, most gracious, most merciful. And we will be starting from verse 57 today, inshallah. And the subtitle says Jesus and the end of. Oh, no. Jesus, another example. When the son of Mary was cited as an example, your people disregarded it. They said, is it better to worship our gods or to worship him? They said, this only to argue with you. Indeed, there are people who have joined the opposition. He was no more than a servant whom we blessed and we sent him as an example for the children of Israel. If we will, we could have made you angels who colonized and reproduce on earth. In this chapter, previously on previous verses, um, there are examples of other messengers. And when they brought the message, what kind of responses were given to them by people, what kind of, you know, um, hurdles they had to face. And uh, the typical response of people is that they it's hard for them to change what they inherit from their parents their forefathers all the information no matter how wrong and corrupted their religion would get but that that would make them feel comfortable that that's all they saw so um so when the example of uh, um son of mary which was Jesus, a human being, even though his birth was uh, immaculate, you know, a special birth, God created him in her belly without um, a without any father. So, um, so God is giving us examples of how people re would reject uh, messengers every time they brought, even though the message was the same every time, but how it got corrupted and what people would inherit be a very twisted version uh, of the actual religion. So, um, so they, this people would say like, is it better to worship our gods? You know, so obviously they were worshiping more than one God or to worship him. Um, so basically no messenger would would say worship me obviously that wasn't Jesus's message uh, every time every messenger's message was the same to worship God alone and obey them because God would send his revelations through a messenger so always it's a condition to obey the messenger only in their life when they're delivering the message not obeying 
the hearsay left behind from other people centuries later, it's the message at that time and the scripture they would bring or any uh, new information. So um, the people would come up with all kinds of excuses, um, rejection, objection, and whatnot, because it's hard for them to listen to the truth, which hasn't been practiced for a long time. So that's the human condition, you know. Um, so God says he was no more than a servant whom we blessed. And we sent him as an example for the children of Israel. Uh, turning Jesus into a deity, um, a son of God or God, uh, is a blasphemy. God created Adam without mother or father. It's easy for God to create any creation. All he has to say is be and it is. You mean Adam? Should God create Jesus without mother or father? Oh, sorry, Adam. Yes, Adam. Um, and Jesus without father. Um, thanks for correction, Salman. Um, I got away with that. Um, so, um, if you think about it, how awesome was, you know, um, the creation of Adam, um, the first human being. Uh, was it hard for God? Was it hard for God to create seven universes and all the laws between these um, universes. Just uh, look at the creation of uh, our planet Earth even, you know, the whole system. So that's how easy it was for God to create Jesus in Mary's belly, um, even though Mary was chaste and never, no man had ever touched her. So the, but Jesus became a test for uh, a lot of people in his life. They rejected him. But after his death, they made him like a God or son of God or a third part of the Trinity, you know. Uh, so um, God says, if we will, we could have made you angels who colonize and reproduce on earth. So questioning God's wisdom, you know, is God can do whatever he wants to, but we are human beings, human messengers would come. Um, they are not anything special. It's how God can create anything he wants to. And he, he could have made us angels, meaning we would not be restricted to our bodies and could do things angels would do and they could reproduce on earth. So the examples are to be the, a human being who brings message of God is no more than a human being. Uh, but it's the message is always difficult for people and they would reject or some would say, oh, how come he's just a human being? Or how come he goes to the markets um, and eats, you know? So those questions. So if obviously for human uh, creatures of God, a human messenger would come who would bring God's message. And those messengers need to be obeyed and trusted. 
Jesus and the end of the world, verse 61. He is to serve as a marker for knowing the end of the world, so you can no longer harbor any doubt about it. You shall follow me. This is the right path. And the footnote here is says, um, as detailed in Appendix 25, the end of the world is given in the Quran. And the birth date of Jesus provided one of the significant signs that the calculations are correct. We learned that the world will end in the year 2280. Uh, it's ni uh, 19 times 120, so it's a divisible number by 19. So after the birth of Jesus, see 4718, additionally both the lunar year 1710 and the solar year 2280 are divisible by 570 or 19 times 30. The number of years from the birth of Jesus to the birth of Muhammad. So these were the, the time span between Jesus and Muhammad. Um, 570 years is a divisible number. So the birth of Muhammad, thus the birth date of Jesus is a marker for the end of the world. So Quran, mashallah, uh, if you're a student of Quran and you happen to have uh, the authorized English version of Quran by Messenger of the Covenant, um, it's the uh, authorized by God and it has revealed a lot of stuff to us, the information we did not have uh, knowledge before. Uh, it's due to how God has um, protected the Quran uh, by the common de denominator, a mathematical miracle of 19, and the, uh, the coming of Messenger of the Covenant, who uh, discovered this. And that became the proof of his messengership, that every word in this Quran is from God. So now we know that uh, when, which year the end of the world will happen. We don't know the date or the day, uh, but we know the year now. And you can see all the signs, how the world is going towards the, the end. Um, as we see the world, you know, the glaciers are melting and the, the ozone layers and everything is indicating and pointing towards the that time is not far. The righteous, verse 68. Oh, my servants, you will have no fear on that day. Did I miss anything? Oh, no. Yes. Verse 62. Let not the devil repel you. He is your most ardent enemy. When Jesus went with the proofs, he said, I bring to you wisdom. And to clarify some of the matters in which you dispute, you shall reverence God and obey me. So as we know that um, every time a, a messenger would come, there, the religion or the message of God previously sent through another messenger had to be distorted. Then there's a need to either bring a new information or 
to correct the existing information. So a prophet and a, uh, and a messenger, a Nabi and Rasul, a, a prophet will become, bring a new information or something which is changed. Um, and um, a scripture, they will be supported with scripture um, or new information. So when Jesus went with his proofs, Jesus were given a lot of proofs of his messengership. That always every messenger, every prophet comes with proofs. So that people could believe that this is not, he's not talking on his own. Um, it has to be some divine uh, support that this, this person has. And he said to them, I bring you, I bring to you wisdom and to clarify some of the matters in which you dispute. So when disputes happen in the religion, it's God's mercy to, to bring people back to the right, right path again, right information again. It's God's real great mercy to send messengers to human beings every, you know, time after time. But then people will get to get used to uh, the distortion and falsehood so much that they would think, well, they are on the right path. And what is this new thing now? It looks strange, even though the message had been all along the same. And then Jesus said, you shall reverence God and obey me. You know, how do we obey a messenger? And what is, is this a personal obedience? No, obeying messenger means you obey God and the revelations which are coming to you from God through this person, through the messenger. That's what the obedience of a messenger is. You know, you don't personally become like a servant of, of, the, of the messenger and like, okay, I'm going to serve you and I obey your, all your personal orders too. It's not about that. Um, so that has been the same thing happened with uh, Prophet Muhammad. You know, God said, support the messenger while God and his angels support him. And which turned into uh, like send blessings to Prophet Muhammad or glorify him after his death. God asked those people at that time alive to support the messenger and messengers need support. So in the beginning, they go through a lot of rejection and uh, uh, objections and, uh, you know, persecution and all. And he said, God is my Lord and your Lord. You shall worship him alone. This is the right path. So the message all along during all these times because of our test, why we are here is that we need to prove it to God that we would worship him alone. We took this pledge before our creation, when we were, uh, we were in paradise, uh, where once Adam and Eve lived, and, uh, but we disobeyed God and we, we had doubts about God's omnipotence. And we thought there could be another God beside God. We were not sure. All human beings are giving the second life and the final chance to denounce our idolatrous thinking. And we say 
we worship God alone. We believe like that. And we prove, prove it to God. And for our ease, God sends messengers who would give the same original message, bring us back to the focus and the truth to worship God alone. There is no other God beside God. The opponents disputed among themselves, woe to those who transgress from the retribution of a painful day. Are they waiting for the hour, day of judgment, to come to them suddenly when they least expect it? The close friends on that day will become enemies of one another, except for the righteous. Of course, the uh, people who, who would oppose the truth, um, truth is hard for people when they are in their comfort zone, you know. Um, traditions after traditions, they're comfortably rejoicing in that, thinking they're on the right path. So when the truth will come to them, there's always they will oppose the truth and dispute among themselves. And God is saying, woe to those who transgress from the retribution of a painful day. It would be, alas, you know, that these people who would reject the message will eventually go to hell. And they did not take heed from the message. They did not listen to what God has sent, even though the um, the messengers would be supported by miracles, you know, but people would not take heed from it. People would not think this is coming from God. And then God says, are they waiting for the hour to come to them suddenly when they least expect it? Of course, these people are not prepared for that day. These people, not they do not believe in the hereafter. So it's going to hit them like suddenly. Then God has described the Day of Judgment a very heavy day. For entire human race, it's not going to be an easy day. The description in the Quran is, is provides us a lot of detail of that day. And we need to be asking forgiveness to, to save us from the horrors of that day. So imagine those who never were prepared for this day, it's going to hit them suddenly. When the least expected, of course, they were never prepared for that. If they were, they, God would save those who believed from the horrors of that day. So, yes, for the disbeliever, it's going to be just sudden, unexpected. And what a shocker that would be. Actually, one of the name of that day is a shocker as well. There is a chapter in the Quran. The close friends on that day will become enemies of one another, except for the righteous, of course. Today, we think we have all these friends, children, relatives, you know, we love each other. We're really um, consumed with their love and busy. And on that day, nobody's going to care about anyone. In fact, God says, if people were to, you know, give everything they owned, even their own children, they would... To, to get away from the horrors of that day and the permanent um, life of misery in hell, they would give away anything, including their families or their children. So if, if there was a ransom, they would do that. You know, 
and, and this is how temporary these world's relationships are. They're only to enjoy. It's a blessing of God, of course. We have children, siblings, cousins, you know, friends to enjoy each other's company. But on the uh, in the hereafter, it would be if only we did the right thing, we stayed on the rightest path, we will have a family over there, family of believers, including if those who, uh, who were our children or siblings who were righteous as well, God will reunite them over there. But for the disbelievers, they will have no family. Even the family they had here is going to disown each other. They will be angry. There will be a constant feud going on in the blame game because it would be so hard to take the responsibility that, oh my gosh, I brought myself here with my own decisions. No, I should put blame on somebody else. So people will blame their closest friends or relatives or children or parents. Why didn't you tell me? Or you brought me here or I listened to you. So it's, people would still be in denial to take responsibility that God gave us the free will and the message came to us throughout the time. But we left the message, the Quran, the book of wisdom and God's laws and guidance. Guess what? We, in a foreign language, we wrapped it in a cover and put it on a place where nobody can reach it. So what are we going to do? We will, we will think, God forbid, people will think that nobody, other people misguided them, even though God gave everybody the same eyesight, hearing, and the brains to use and find the purpose of life. And the books are there. Now we have Quran, a proven word of God. And it, it uh, consolidates and supersedes previous scriptures. So all the information word to word from God is so easily accessible. The righteous, verse 68, O my servants, you will have no fear on that day, nor will you grieve. Very straightforward. If God is with you, you don't need to fear anyone else. Meaning, if you are taking heed from His message, walking on the right path you have to you don't have to fear anything or anybody god is with you and the majority of god says whomever is with god is with the majority meaning all the creations of god heavens and the earth you are supports you you know you are with the majority and the majority of god's creation is glorifying God, is submitting to God. So God, God gives this assurance and guarantee to those who will stay on the right path. They are the ones who believed in our revelations and were submitters. Simple. So when the message comes to you and you believe in it, very fortunate, it's a blessing of God that you decided to say, we are submitters. We submit to God alone and we worship Him alone. It's the biggest triumph, SubhanAllah. 
to see how 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 few of those are going to do that and where majority is doing is following what majority is doing is following falsehood blindly not even able to differentiate between what is the word of god and what is human made there's so much conjecture in the religion today that it is beyond recognition the only truth is in the quran 70 enter paradise together with your spouses and rejoice subhanallah as i mentioned before that god will bring them together with their spouses they will have families whether that family was part of this earthly life too or not god will have family for them to to enjoy the hereafter you know they will have beautiful company offered to them will be golden trays and cups and they will find everything the heart desire heart's desire and the eyes wish for you live there and forever what a beautiful promise of god you know all these allegorical description is from these earthly materials of course golden trays and cups you know just think about it and god says you will have you will find everything the heart desire and no matter how sometimes we feel this life becomes difficult oh i don't have this and i don't have that how come you know this uh, billionaire can access anything they want to they have jets and they have private boats and they can get anything they want but remember all this is temporary in this world and when you leave this world you're all by yourself you cannot bring a single penny with you or any other thing except except those who thought about the hereafter and invested in that future which is going to ever last forever and god will reward them generously god says you whatever your heart will desire will be there you'll find it what is better you know this temporary life which could be like a blink of an eye we have these aging bodies every day we're go- going towards the weakness but in the hereafter it's not going to be like that and eternity compared to this life this life compared to eternity is like a blink of an eye if we want to measure it i don't know if even that is any significance um, yeah so god says you inherited this in return for your works you know so god recognizes every effort we are making by our own free will we worship, we decided to worship god alone so we decided to wake up early in the morning to do the salat prayer we decided with our own free will and according to god's guidance that we will give charity zakat in time you know we'll be helpful we will stay righteous we will say the right utterances we will strive in his cause and guess what god is the most appreciative he appreciates our works first he guides us to do these works and then when we do he appreciates it he's the most 
kind towards the people and for even to live in you know just to that we we proved it to god that we will worship him alone under all circumstances god appreciated it and in in return he gives you these rewards for eternity what could be a better reward than that then further on god describes you will have in it all kinds of fruits from which you eat surely the guilty will abide in the retribution of jahannam forever so jahannam jahannam is forever hell is forever and so is paradise and heaven forever you know so we have to be very very mindful of that day and the stakes are very high because it's the matter of eternity you know we have to be extra careful that we are accumulating those um credits and following the right path we do not want to make mistake by specially to commit idol worship or any kind of shirk um to give anything power that beside god anything can harm us or benefit us so that is if we do that that is considered idol worship and that is the only unforgivable sin if maintained until death so that's what we need to get out of our system by doing our daily practices growing our soul and following the righteous path which is described in the quran inshallah that we will be safe never will the retribution be commuted for them they will be confined therein it is not us who wrong them it is they who wrong their own souls see god why would god wrong people we all know the system is god is perfect and we all know that whatever through the quran now we know all bad comes to us from us we decide to deviate from the right path and we decide to leave god's kingdom his protection and get into satan's kingdom who is a temporary god with a small g uh during our, this earth's lifespan and and during this test so we will constantly getting ideas from um our jin companion to listen to the wrong side and but god god's mercy that we have his book um to to follow the path you know it's not hard very simple um it's not a complicated language that you need people to teach you god is the only teacher of the quran all we have to do is open our heart and trust him so the the retribution will never be commuted for even a day like people would be begging for a break there are other verses in the quran where people would say can we can we have a little break from this retribution but god says he said never will the retribution be commuted for them they will be confined therein how tragic that is i cannot even imagine i mean 
if we are sick for a little while here and we have any problem, we just want this to go away right away, you know? Like, for example, if we have, we got sick and the fever continues and, you know, you feel so miserable and you just cannot wait. Uh, and we pop up pills to, so it can quickly be gone and we don't feel pain or misery or anything. But imagine the horror of hell will not be commuted for a single moment for them. That is awful. And God says, He didn't do that. He, God will not be putting people in hell. People will be running towards hell because of the malnourishment of their soul. They will go as far as possible from God's energy. That is what happens when we don't care, take care of our soul. Our soul needs constant growth nourish, through nourishment of our daily practices of submission. So it is strong enough. The bigger our soul is, the better fed our soul is through righteous deeds. It will have a better chance to be closer to God. The other smaller souls which do not have any strength were never nourished, will run as far as possible and further from God as the hell. They will implore, O Malik, let your Lord finish us off. He will say, you are staying forever. Imagine begging for death, but death would not come to them. They will prefer to just end it have no existence than this kind of pain and misery. But it's not going to happen. And this Malik probably is the, maybe a guardian of hell, or I don't know, some somebody in charge. Uh, and people will be begging, begging for finishing their existence. But the existence is forever. Either it can be in heaven or it can be in hell. Verse 78, we have given you the truth, but most of you hate the truth. Truth is hard to understand when people are so used to listening to the falsehood over and over. Truth becomes a harsh reality. Oh no, it's not comfortable. I'm just... I mean, think about it. God's religion is so simple to follow. It is There is no hardship in our religion. Then why people reject the truth every time a messenger comes? Why? What is this phenomenon? The only thing is that they're so used to the falsehood. The truth looks like it's, it's falsehood. This is wrong. How come my forefathers didn't do that? How come I never heard about this? Look at the Muslims today, you know, or the Christians. They have deviated from the path. They do not worship God alone. There are other deities who are more important to them than God. Their hearts are divided. So the priorities are messed up. So how come this person says, do not worship Jesus or 
do not send the roots to Muhammad, how is that even possible? God says most of you hate the truth. So we no matter what, never ever settle for any information. Always seek the truth. And you know the ultimate truth now we know proven scripture of God is here. Um, the Quran and it, God has protected the Quran through a math miracle, through a very intricate system uh, of mathematical coding uh, and the common denominator is 19. Uh, we can all uh, test it, see it anytime we want to. 79. Have they schemed some scheme? We too are scheming. Do they think that we do not hear their secrets and conspiracies? Yes, indeed. Our messengers are with them recording. Proclaim, if the Most Gracious did have a son, I would still be the foremost worshipper. SubhanAllah. So, people, if people are scheming against God's revelation, well, guess what? There is the one who knows all the scheming and he's far way ahead of people. You know, God knows the future and God knows the past and he's omnipresent and omniscient. So whose scheming can be formidable? God says, do, do, do they think that we do not hear their secrets and conspiracies? God is closer to our juggler way. He knows our most innermost thought. So nothing is hidden from him. And God says, yes, indeed, our messengers are with them. Recording on top of that, everything is being recorded. Whatever we do, constantly, 24-7, till the day we die. And these will be the records presented to God on the Day of Judgment. Of course, if you there is any, you go to any court, you will see a judge sitting, an advocate, and, and, and the guilty person sitting there. Judge will ask for all the evidence against this person. And if there is no evidence, they go free. So we cannot say on that day, oh, I didn't do it. There will be a proof there. So there is no escape from that. God is the most just God. God says not even an Adam's weight of injustice will, will fall. Like there is no myth of intercession. Forget about it. No human being will go and intercede on behalf of those who already have a record there. They would not dare. Any messenger will not go and ask God to please God, you know, this person believed in me, let him go. Are you telling God what he doesn't know? Nobody would dare. They will be just worried about their own lives, or on their own judgment. Every soul is responsible for their own doings and that their record will be with God at that time. Proclaim, if the Most Gracious did have a son, I would still be the foremost worshipper. So guess what? People think God had a son. You know, they are in love with that son. Astaghfirullah. That's the grossest blasphemy. That God needs a son. You know, it's a, he, he was a human being. 
God created him without a father. We're talking about Jesus here. And God says, even if there was a son, let's say hypothetically, you will say, I will be still be the foremost worshiper of God alone. So that's the message. Because nobody else has, nobody else is worth, worthy of worship except God. Because he is the creator of all creations, including a hypothetical son. Be he glorified. He is the Lord of the heavens and the earth, the Lord of the great dominion, far above their claims. Very straightforward. Let them blunder and play until they meet their day that is awaiting them. He is the only one who is a deity in the heaven and deity on earth. He is the most wise, the omniscient. People have deified Muhammad and Jesus beside God. There is only one deity. There is only one God, meaning only one entity who has every power and any kind of power. Not even an Adam's weight moves from this place to another if he doesn't fill it. So absolute God is a deity who has absolute authority of power and control over everything. God is running everything. There is no other entity or human being or anything else worthy of worship beside God because they have no power. Their only mission was to deliver God's message and be gone. Most exalted is the one who possesses all sovereignty, all sovereignty of the heavens and the earth and everything between them. With him is the knowledge about the hour and of the world and to him you will be returned. Over and over God tells us it's only him. He possesses all sovereignty of the heavens and the earth. Do we see anyone, any human being capable of doing any of this? We're still imploring and exploring. Could there be life somewhere besides Earth? You know, we cannot even leave. Our astronauts cannot even leave this galaxy, our own galaxy or solar system, and be beyond that. Let alone there are billions of galaxies in this universe, and so on. So God says He's the only sovereign. He possesses all authority. He possesses all power. He's most exalted. And with him is the knowledge about the hour and of the world. And we will return to him. None of those whom they idolize beside him possess any power to intercede unless their intercession coincides with the truth and they fully know. So the myth of intercession is cracked here. Um, People think, follower of Jesus think, that Jesus will be welcoming them as long as they believe in Jesus, they will enter paradise. Um, people who believe in uh, intercession of Muhammad, they say, you know, just say, believe in Muhammad, and Muhammad will uh, ask God to forgive all your sins. And that's not going to happen. God says, you idolize them. You think they have any power to intercede on your behalf to God. They, 
God says, unless their intercession coincides with the truth. For example, for example, let's hypothetically say that somebody says, you know, oh, please God, can my mother be in heaven as well? Well, if the mother already has um, enough, you know, deeds and automatically going to heaven, so that imploring is useless because God is the most just God. He does not need intercession for to listen to anybody's prayer or last minute change his mind and say, no, 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 even though this person committed so much wrong, but because of you, I'm going to send him or her to heaven now. Why would the most just will do that? So in that sense, the intercession is useless. If you ask them who created them, they would say, God, why then did they deviate? A profound question. If God is your creator and you believe that, then what made you go wrong? Why didn't you listen to God when message came to you, the truth came to you? What happened to you? Why? What made you go against God or choose the different path? You forgot your own creation? The one behind you is the only one worthy of worship. It will be proclaimed, Oh my Lord, these people do not believe. You shall disregard them and say, Peace, peace, they will surely find out. So on that day, it will be proclaimed that people did not believe. They came, they went to hell with their own choice by not believing in God's messages and His messengers and His scriptures. So God says, you shall disregard them and say peace. They will surely find out. The mess a messenger can only deliver the message. And at the end of the day, they are not going to be uh, interceding on their behalf or can bring the guidance or make them guided. Only God guides. Messengers only deliver the message. They cannot guide people. So that is also in the Quran. So God says, don't worry about them. Say peace to them. Eventually everybody will find out. And inshallah on that note, um, um, this surah is finished and I will um, finish the reading. And it's open now for comments, discussions, questions, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Mashallah, sister, you did an excellent job. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, sister. Mashallah, very, very beautiful understanding. Alhamdulillah. Praise God. Mashallah. Thank you. Yeah, mashallah, praise God.
Yeah, I just like to say, mashallah, this surah ends with such a beautiful verses uh, where God is glorified and everything is straightforward, laid out by God. Um, the, especially the last three verses is just God is just comforting anyone who's who's following the path of God. That don't worry about them. Don't worry. Just relax. You know. If and it's saying, if you ask them, if you ask them who created them, they would say God. Why then did you they, they deviate? I mean, just the other day I was talking to someone, and you present them from through Quran, and they're knocking their head. Yes, it makes sense. It makes sense. But then again, they go back, and um, they said, but our elders, but our elders, I said, you know, you see the proof, you see black and white, what God is saying, then why do you, why don't you take heed? Don't you believe in Quran? Yes. So they accept it, they understand it, but it's just something that is just, they can't let go. It's, it's, so they, on the day of judgment, they cannot say that they didn't know. So they, they know that fact. And what is God is telling us, comforting us such a beautiful way that it will be proclaimed. Like you, I guess you can't even proclaim that, Jesus, oh my Lord, these people do not believe. You know, you, tr you did your best. But if at the end of the day, your relative or anyone, your friend or anyone that you meet, if they don't believe, oh my Lord, these people do not believe. That's it. Yes, and God is telling you, you shall disregard them. And say peace, they will surely find out. So this is all you do: just deliver the message and tell them you cannot guide anybody. You know, so don't stress out. A lot of time you feel that stress, you know, you feel that anger in, uh, inside that why uh, something is so clear and people are still not listening. You know, God is saying just just don't worry about it. It's it's not your job. You did not create them. You have nothing to do with they're going to hell or heaven. Your job is just to if if you know if you want to. Uh, preach them, you just tell them. That's all you want to do. MashaAllah, thank you. SubhanAllah, yeah, I mean, um, you know, it reminded me what you said about um, anything bad that happens to us uh, comes from us because someone had asked this question at one point and we we ended up in this discussion. Uh, basically, they were saying that uh, why, you know, God, you know, created us so weak so we can suffer it was kind of blasphemous, obviously, sounded very blasphemous, actually. But, um, you know, really, we have to remember, I mean, why we became humans in the first place, right? I mean, we didn't, we sided with, uh, we failed to make a firm stand with God's absolute authority, right? So that's how we became classified as humans in the first place. 
And we decided, and even being humans, you know, we refuse to come down as, as animals or trees in, in, in any of these creatures. So we are responsible for being humans, not God uh, for us being weak and being put to the test, like, you know, uh, sort of putting ourselves in that victim mindset that, you know, we're, we're victimized, you know, basically we, we did it to ourselves. And, um, and so even now that people are here, you know, anything bad that happens to them, you know, they immediately, as the Quran says, you know, that they complain to him. But uh, really, it, it all comes from them. You know, just even if you're in your admission test, that's still because you decided to put yourself in that position. You agreed to take the test uh, instead of repenting when the chance was given uh, because we were so ignorant. So nothing bad, really, if you think about it, you know, comes from God. And God is so merciful and gracious that he still has given us this chance so um, we can actually, uh, you know, still, uh, you know, make it back to God. You know, this is our final chance. And, and as you said, you know, heaven and, and hell are forever. And then that was another discussion I had with the same individual because they were saying, why is God, why is God so harsh that, you know, once somebody goes to hell, he doesn't come out. I'm like, well, you know, God is so merciful. He gave you another chance. You would already be in hell now, but he gave you a chance so you can save yourself, you know. And despite so many clear verses that that talks about, you know, how heaven and hell are forever. I mean, this person was still very insistent uh, for some time that, you know, there will be like reincarnation in hell until you get out of it, you know. Oh boy! Uh, thank God, but yeah, finally, finally, you know, he realized at some point that he was wrong, thankfully. And um, but really, that shows to us the importance of the chance that we have. Like you said, you know, I mean, it is uh, you when you have an illness, you want it to go away right now. Uh, but in the hereafter, I mean, once you're in there, it will not be commuted, like even a little bit, you know. So. So really, how serious, how how precious is this time that we have on this earth and the choices that we make? And then when we see people that are making reckless choices, it clearly shows their disbelief in the hereafter. Otherwise, if if they ever knew about, I mean, if they ever truly believed in hell and heaven, I mean, they wouldn't be acting this way, right? They would be making very strategically, they would be spending their lives and making choices, intelligent choices. I mean, people say they believe in God and they believe in the hereafter, but you know that they, they, they live reckless lives and with, with no regard for the hereafter and cheat people and lie and commit idol worship and fabricate falsehood. So, but if people truly believe, we know that those people reform completely and, and spend their life in a very different fashion. Yeah, mashallah, good. Good comments on the um, one of Satan's biggest victories then making pe- people believe that, and, and the majority of course uh, those who do not believe in the year after uh, or who do lip service to think honestly the people think that um, 
even people who go to hell they will just they will have enough time just to repent over there and then ask god for forgiveness and god will get them out of there the lot of people believe like that um first of all satan has made them believe that uh there would be intercession and whoever believes in muhammad automatically goes to heaven because he will be receiving them there same thing christians do about um jesus and then their third kind who think even if they go to they so they continue blundering thinking like hell is not going to be permanent it's going to be like a few days taste because god would not let them you know uh, be in hell forever and uh, nobody can even of course if they really did believe that people would be scared scared to death <laughs> to not continue blundering and and commit evil acts how how very few people believe in the hereafter actually believe sad it is Yeah, one of the great loss would be in verse seventy-seven. They are calling the guardian of angels, you know, oh Malik, you know, like boss, something, you know, as we know, God is our boss and Malik, but they're calling them because they have lost connection with God. I mean, what a blessing that we have in this world that you can talk to God any time, twenty-four hour a day, any time you wanna. You know that God is listening in your mind. you can imagine speaking you have a thought you can discuss with god that this is something going on or you know or you want to glorify god you know you want to just talk to god you know how you see people go to the church and they how they put their hand together and i used to see them that how come we don't have something like that that they can just go walk in and talk to god like that well we do have you know you we have actually anywhere you don't have to go to some place in in your bed laying down you can you know close your eyes and in your mind talk to god I mean, what a tragic loss would that be? That you would lo- lose connection, and 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 one place we learned that God says, "Do not speak with me." I mean, imagine that. And so they are asking the guardian angels to please talk to God for us, because God have broken the connection with them. Imagine you suppose you you know how we love our parents. You must just get out. and i have seen these people you know and they're begging other relatives to please talk to my mom she won't talk to me you know no matter what i do she just will not talk to me and how miserable that feeling is and we are we are telling their mother that it's okay please let please let's okay it's okay but i mean she gets so disappointed she says i will never talk to him again you know i just imagine that coming from god god saying i will never speak with that person again i mean what a tragic loss ഹലോ 
So all the Urdu group, mashallah, whoever here can um, read and understand Urdu, um, can, if you have a Google Google Docs account or something, is that right, Solomon? Then uh, we uh, can share with them the copy or? Uh, we, we can, can, no, we can, mm-hmm. I can share with them anyways on Facebook. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm just going to post the link. And then uh, one thing that is still missing though is the actual arabic of the verses because in the original book will be inserted inshallah by yeah, my yeah. dear friend solomon <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah inshallah dear friend solomon will insert that <laughs> yeah mashallah so ja, ja please you know uh, i think this is great thing for especially yeah. you know i mean you know really there's so many urdu speaking people you know are in india and also not just in pakistan you know and so that's a huge population and then there's obviously people around the world that you know have moved and they still speak and read religious literature in urdu i mean they don't read in english a lot of them so um so it will be really helpful and for spreading submission so um 
I just wanted to to share that. And so, just the link is there, you know. And if you if you yeah if you like to do that or if you I th I don't think I mean if I don't I don't think there's like a a need to you know allow everybody to edit it. So it's just probably for yeah no 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 don't open so the you, editing yet Salman yeah yeah, yeah 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 so just you can read just only. put it in the mm -hmm. yeah yeah just read only and uh, post it in the channel and then in the Facebook group I mean and then we can just uh, edit it God will <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah inshallah dear friend Salman will insert that Yeah, so yeah, please, you know, uh, I think this is great thing for, especially, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, really there's so many Urdu speaking people, you know, are in India and also not just in Pakistan, you know, and so that's a huge population. And then there's obviously people around the world that, you know, have moved and they still speak and read religious literature in Urdu. I mean, they don't read in English, a lot of them. So, um, so it will be really helpful in for spreading submission. So, um, I just wanted to to share that. And so, just the link is there, you know. And if you if you yeah if you like to do that or if you I th I don't think I mean if I don't I don't think there's like a a need to you know allow everybody to edit it. So it's just probably for yeah no 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 don't open so the you, editing yet Solomon yeah, yeah 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 so just you can read just only. put it in the mm -hmm. yeah yeah just read only and uh, post it in the channel and then in the Facebook group I mean and then we can just uh, edit it God willing that way yeah in trouble very good job that you finished yeah um I'm sure Solomon will get um, his due credit for inspiring me. Suggesting to me two years ago, it took about two years. Many times I quit on it, <laughs> but Solomon was very pushy. But this is God's mercy, God is running everything, mashallah. That I didn't give up, uh, alhamdulillah, and uh, really feel good about it. There's a huge need because you know, you see, if if the millions of now, just if you um add Pakistani and Indian Muslims uh, there's a half of the world right there mm. <laughs> and if they could understand the the issue of Hadith and Sunnah then it would be easier to you know go to the next level to accept Rashad as a messenger and Quran alone and it's all about Quran alone and actually um the God says the guidance is removed from people when they disbelieve in that Quran is complete and fully detailed. That is the mm -hmm. first loss right there. Mm -hmm. Unless it, there is assertion of God that Quran is complete, fully detailed, and um, um, the truth, the only truth, then they can understand the Quran. Otherwise, they wouldn't. Even they wouldn't understand the Quran. Hmm. So that is the criteria. So, mashallah, not only that, inshallah, we have also a plan about our uh, starting a Urdu channel uh, or YouTube channel or something that where we can discuss this book, like 
bit by bit mm-hmm. and have a discussion panel on hadith and quran and all those things in urdu inshallah so yeah, whoever urdu quran studies you know like once yeah. a week maybe you know we can yeah. we can have an urdu one for urdu speakers urdu discussion because mashallah Solomon has finished the Urdu Quran, which is a bigger news than this one. Praise God. <laughs> 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 Earning credits and collecting like walls of law. <laughs> 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 he is <laughs> being modest about his own, uh, which is, took him many, many more years and obviously a bigger job. So I still have the appendices left. You know, that's why... Uh, We'll yeah, do a so. collective, uh, collective support mm-hmm. to finish that. God willing, since we yeah. are so many of us, inshallah. So, I promise. I mean, God made it mm-hmm. that way for all of us. You know, so many of us speak Urdu here. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. Praise God. Inshallah, yeah, inshallah so. I promise Solomon the introduction. Inshallah, I'll I'll do that contribution. God willing. Um, mm-hmm. And we go from there. And if anybody wants to be part of the translation, proofreading, uh, any kind of, you know, during uh, when we start doing the appendices, let Solomon know that. <laughs> yeah, we can all share, probably. I can do this appendix and you do this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inshallah. We'll Back- give the bigger one to us, Solomon, and take the small ones for ourselves. <laughs> hey, I'm taking the introduction. That's a big one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This Urdu Quran we really needed um, because the other Urdu translations are mm-hmm. uh, they put their uh, hadith and sunnah for the explanation uh, especially yeah. if, even even Maududi uh, Quran you read it's mm-hmm. all just uh, he explained the verses with, uh, with mm-hmm. hadith and sunnah so yeah. thank God mm-hmm. that this, this is mashallah Congratulations, uh, Suleiman. This is great job. Uh, God has chosen you uh, for this particular job, Allah. And uh, I'm gonna send every one single one I know in Pakistan, inshallah. Inshallah. We'll we'll make it available uh, on the apps, you know, so then it will be yeah. easy for yeah. distribute for people. Yeah. Yeah, it's so so ready to go on the app. The this book already, mashallah. Yeah. Praise God. Suleiman will. Show us soon, God willing. Inshallah. So that was the big announcement. Somebody just posted a comment here, Mr. M. Salim Khan. Salam alaikum. Nice to hear about Urdu translation of the final testament. Mashallah. Yeah, maybe so, description of paradise. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It's okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just think looking at the uh, verses about the description of paradise. You know, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it, it's like more than like magical, you know. So it's so wonderful. And you compare that to the retribution of hell. I mean, who who wouldn't want to make that choice? You know, I accept a disbeliever, obviously. 
Yeah, I mean, and if you look at this world, you know, you, no matter how much, what status you have, the life comes to, you know, end. When you're passing 40, passing 50, your body starts to decline. You cannot do the things you used to do. You, you cannot enjoy the life you used to. You may have a lot of money now, but your body is giving up. You cannot do those things. And when you get to 60s and 70s and you're becoming more and more weaker, I mean, this is how, I mean, it's, I don't know how people cannot, can miss this. No matter how uh, much you achieve, you cannot delay the death. I mean, no matter what science and technology we have, you can put somebody to advanced medicine and whatever. At the time that is written, it's going to happen. No matter what medicine or what treatment you use, you cannot delay yeah. by even a second. Inshallah. Mm, yeah. And think about like this when I, and when you put it in perspective, you know, like if you tell somebody, you know, you do this and this, you know, I'm going to give you a trillion dollars. I mean, he's not gonna, he's not gonna budge. He's, I mean, he's not gonna wait. He's gonna do it right away. I mean, anybody would want that, right? So, I mean, this is even more than that, right? Of course, there's no comparison to the worldly life as compared to the hereafter. It's nil, right? And trillion dollars is nothing, you know. I mean, if anybody could could buy a ticket to heaven for trillion dollars. I mean, it would be very cheap, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be, it would be nothing. But, uh, but you know, that's the hereafter. And so, I mean, the fact that, you know, people do nothing about it, you know, truly just reflects that they don't believe in it, whether they say they believe in it or not. It's just lip service. I mean, if somebody brings you such awesome, awesome news and you say, at least let me verify it, you know, what if it's true? People don't even ponder that, you know, the thing that maybe it could be true, but if it, what if it's true, then what would happen, you know? That's the tragic boss. If you pay attention to, I mean, uh, the verse 57 through 60, and you pick up the words in like verse 57, there's uh, your people, and then you go to verse 58, and it says, uh, they said this only to argue with you. So there's another you there. And also in the same 58 verse, to worship him. So, and then that's he was no more than a servant whom we blessed, and we sent him. So there's another him, he, and in the, in the verse 60, he says, if he will, you could have made you. So, all these you and him is talking about basically the messenger. Uh, so God mentions uh, uh, Jesus as son of Mary, Isa ibn Maryam in the Quran. And uh, repeatedly God mentioned him. So people will not get confused by who Jesus is. He's, he's son of Mary. This is son of God, but God is clarifying. No, he's a son of Mary. What amazing way God is explaining. And then, you know, they, they, the object they make is that you're uh, to worship him. And even Messenger of the Covenant says one place that they will try to fool you by saying, oh, you worship him. You worship Rashad. Mm -hmm. and, and he said that we all know that we don't worship Rashad. We worship God mm -hmm. alone. And they, try, they will try to divert you into thinking that way. And so don't listen to them. So this happened to, uh, it seems like other messengers too, that they will, you know, they were blamed that, oh, you're worshiping Jesus, or you're worshiping him, or you're worshiping that. Maybe that's where they got that to worship Jesus, maybe, possibly, it could be. So 
And then God is talking about you, the, the messenger, and God tells him that, you know, that he's no more than a servant whom we blessed in verse 59. So, and then God says in, in, the, in the later, in this surah, God says, oh, my servants. So God is talking to oh, my servants. So this window of servant is people who believe in God and are righteous. They all become servant of God. And among those servant of God's God picks people to be a messenger. So messengers are not somebody who's uh, somebody who's in a high rank with God. That as we assume, they were just regular people. They obey God and they were so good fit for the job that God picked them out of this community of servants that these will be my messengers. But we think of messengers and prophets that they're like angels or they're somebody who's huge. And God clarifies in verse 60 that if he willed, we could have made you angels on earth. You know, God could have sent angels as uh, servants as also the same surah God is telling about the messengers that come, uh, they're angels. So, I mean, God could have done anything. As they look at the messenger, like our messenger of the covenant, he, I mean, he lived in a, his mosque was a single story, a, a traditional home, uh, just a regular home, not even a luxury home, a very small home. You can go down there and look at the, his mosque and compared to the other mosques, they're huge, built with so much car craving and all those luxury things. And his mosque was just a small mosque and he's preaching in the little mosque, God alone, not, not any vanities of this world or mansion or nothing. I mean, how could you think that somebody who is living in such a small place and proclaiming that, you know, you shall worship God alone. I mean, what wrong, what, what do you see wrong with this picture? I mean, this, this is how God tests people that, you know, whether they're after luxury things, Somebody has a power, we're going to listen to them, or money, or this, or status, or somebody who has the right message that makes sense with logic, and we're going to listen to the, uh, you know, message. Uh, but in God says that we could have made them angels, but they will be so powerful on earth that everybody will be following them, that they are on the right path. Then there's no more test. Imagine giving somebody a final, uh, I mean, exam in the school, and you give them the question sheet and the answer sheet side by side. You know, doesn't make any sense. So the test has to be where you read the questions and you come up with your understanding and logic to pick out the right answers out of four choices. Uh, uh, there has to be one right answer and then three wrong choices. So this world is basically a test that you read it and there's a negative material present. I mean, as traditional Muslims, there's a right answer. And then along with the right answer and the multiple choice, there are three wrong answers where there's hadith is involved, there's uh, imams are involved, and there's some other stuff is involved. And you read all four choices and logically you make the sense, okay, God alone, God alone, God alone each. So that's how you get this. Uh, I mean, uh, if the answers were giving to you, it doesn't make any sense. And that's why God says when the, when the angel comes, then the whole matter is over. So there's no more test, Mashallah, I think. A uh, little reminder for Sal Salman. Hello? Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, um, you forgot to remove uh, from that um, note from before the preface. Yeah, I will remove it. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Just, I thought maybe. Yeah, sure. We don't want that to be there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll remove it right now. Okay, okay. Thank you. Just 
wanted to make sure it doesn't go to website but i mean it would be easy for you to remove from the website yeah yeah sure. i removed it yeah um, sure. if anybody has suggestion adam you are good with technology too right any like if if the subtitles of all these topics need to be centered how they will look nice or any design formatting if somebody has in mind please let salman know and yeah I'm, i say for I'm right sure. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i say for right now just definitely pay more attention to the text yeah yeah the text and, and the words. yeah yeah for sure but formatting is going to be fine it's not a problem so we're, yeah mashallah we're, you're good at that praise god so, yeah. Yeah, we have the expert in the house. Uh, you know, we uh, rest of us looks like you know infants. <laughs> <laughs> we are the babies in computer age. Oh, Uncle Solomon! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but seriously, please pay attention to if you find any typo or any different, you find a better uh, replacement of a. word you know sometimes um the translation you know a certain word doesn't come to your mind and if you find please look at the english and compare the translation and if you see a better something needs to be you know fixed that's the whole purpose at this point please your help would be greatly appreciated inshallah smashan another just a small comment to make uh, i mean if you uh, but verse 61 that jesus was a marker that when his birth was when he was born uh that's where the english calendar started the solar calendar and prophet muhammad when he was born then it was a uh islamic calendar the lunar calendar was started and the difference between the birth of both of them are 570 which is a multiple of 19 and this is how god designed that the day of judgment will be calculated precisely as in surah 18 that we learn you know that 309 the how many days they the the sleeper sleepers of the ephesus they stay in that cave for 309 years and god says 300 increased by 9 so what a precise calculation god is giving us that 300 years in solar is equal to 309 years in a, in a lunar in a moon calendar because every day every year we see that ramadan is falling 10 days behind so it's 10 days shorter in average per year compared to the solar calendar so we have 10 day, 10 less days so in in 309 years you know it's it's that's uh, that's like one i mean i think 9 years in 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 that sense if you look at it so and the 1700 uh, in ah that's where i think 7 and 277 so it's a very nice calculation if you go if you can read the the appendix uh, things 25 and it, it really explains to you how exactly every number is falling in its right place the the day of judgment is multiple of 19 in both in lunar and solar calendar uh, and which year it was discovered and that is uh, also the same with the so- solar so it's a mashallah and god is telling us the creature the computer is a creature that will unveil uh, tell us and the, the splitting of the moon which is happening in 1969 uh, the smoke 
that's another prophecy that's to come. I mean, who knows what, how it will look like. It could be this virus or in, in any other form, or it will be literally a smoke in, in that in, uh, and people will be like devastated. Uh, and like verse 82, God says, uh, 2782, that at the right time, we will produce from them a creature made of earthly materials, declaring that the people are not certain about the, our revelations. So people were not certain, and God, uh, you know, told us through the computer, which is made of the world, earthly material, and we, as we can clearly see, and this, this creature told us that this is a miracle of 19, mashallah. And then the messenger of the covenant and Gog and Magog, they are also will be at the very end times, 1700 AH, that's uh, Hijri, and then 2271 in the in the solar calendar. So, mashallah, if you look at, if you read these calculations, it's just mind-boggling to think that, wow, what precise calculation. Everything is like to the dot, mashallah. Thank you. Yeah, mashallah, the uh, time between... Jesus and Muhammad, 570, another uh, multiple of 19. And, you know, the um, uh, geometrical value of three messengers of Islam, Ibrahim, Rashad, and Muhammad, put together is a multiple of 19. Because as we know that three messengers of submission inclusively. And... Rashad was born on November 19, and one day I looked up the English month of Prophet Muhammad, and that few places it's or his birth date was April 19. Can you believe that? Oh, mashallah. Yeah. You know that. You know, we know Bara Rabi Ulawal, right? Well, right. Uh, Rabi one, but in few places on Wikipedia or something. It was April 19. So I wonder you know, what was we, we cannot go back to Abraham because of the solar calendar was not there yet. Mm. It but, says, I googled it, it says it was born on April 22nd. Yeah, but it, there's another place which said April 19. Mm. I know. And I, I wouldn't doubt that. I, w I would say that could be correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because usually Islamic dates, you can get them off by one day. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know. A day or two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mashallah. And then uh, Messenger was born in 19 November, right? Yeah, November 19. Mm -hmm. So he, he tells us in one of the, I think, Quran study or in the sermon that November 19 is the only 19, like, you know, in, uh, there's October 19, there's January 19, and all that. The October 19 is the only one. If you start counting from January 1st, when you count, count the days until you reach November 19, that is multiple 19 too. Multiple yeah. 19. Yeah. Everything about Rashad is so... Look at the... The number of his house, 739. Mm -hmm. uh, Subhanallah. The root, <laughs> his phone number, everything, how many days he lived on yeah. this earth. Yeah, that was the address for the masjid, the old masjid. Yeah, the old masjid, but wasn't that his place of work initially? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was his, not his home, though. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, what are the odds of... But he lived, lived in there, adjacent to it. 
and I had um, the office, and then it turned into masjid. And there's a highway 19 starts from the city. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. how many no, days we left? And how many days he lived? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, exactly 19 years after his death, his assassin was yes. found. Wow. Yeah, so much, so much proof. Subhanallah. I mean, how can it be a coincidence, you know, as yeah. you, know, we, you know, just imagine that, you know, like you're talking about the, the dice of six and how, how many times you get six, you know, and, and take having a dice of 19 sides and if, you would have to maybe throw away like 100 times before maybe you get a 119, you know, it's so rare. And all these calculations are right, precise. It's a design, mashallah, by God. Signs for those who would understand, mashallah. And uh, it's so beautiful how in verse 16, God says, in God is so like in, in, a, in a compassion, in, in a like loving way. You know, like her parents talk to their kids, Oh, my dearest daughter, oh, my dearest son. And God said, Oh, my servants, you have no fear. On that day, nor you will be grieved. Like how much love God is talking. Oh, my servants. I mean, whatever. You, you feel attachment to God, mashallah. Thank you. Yeah, subhanallah. When, when God says, you know, I, what I really like when how God says, God appreciates. Like yeah, it's, 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 it's God who guides. He's the one who's sending guidance our way. And when we, we accept that guidance, he appreciates, like, does he need anything? He cares about us because we are his creation and he does not want us to burn in hell. He, he cares about it, us. That, that's why he sent over and over these messengers so we can, you know, attain salvation. SubhanAllah. Of course, you know, like, how much our parents would love us. They would never want us to get hurt or feel hurt. Or... And he's our creator. Imagine. He says, I created you as individual. He cared about us so much. He's, each and every person has their own DNA designed by him specifically. It's not like a mass production of bodies. He threw in something and came out like factory. Each and every soul he designed, I mean, he designed our creation specifically um, and uh, sent our provisions, assigned them, assigned us parents and whatnot. And he, everybody carries his, his breath in them. He cares about us. It's the soul we are carrying. We have a responsibility uh, to feed this soul and nourish it. Yeah, mashallah. I mean, it, it's like, you know how when you have a biocomputer, there's an operating system in it, like Microsoft makes its Windows. So you download to any, any new computer and it will start working. It will make it alive. So these softwares, they don't have individual thoughts. They just... You know, they just that's what they're designed to do. Uh, the they just they don't have their mind, they're going to do exactly what they are told to do. Uh, like any robot you create, they don't have a soul, they don't have their own feelings. You, like you have like your GPS, you know, 
if you're driving, it will tell you make a right turn, and you ignore it. It will just it will it will softly speak to you. It will kindly tell you, please make a right turn. Please make a right turn. I mean, it it doesn't have a mind to think that, you know, it will not get upset because that's what it's designed to do. It doesn't have a soul in it, and it will keep on repeating the same thing. But we are human beings. We have emotions. We have feelings. And each individual human being is individual, like you say, copy individual, like their individual, like code. They're all different. They're not all like same uh, reproduction from a assembly line. Keep same copy, 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 copy. No, they're all, we are all separate. And God created us, and it didn't even take God. Uh, God says one place least effort. Like how much effort would you take to do something? God says this is the least effort of God to create all the human beings. I mean, He's so supreme that it didn't even take Him uh, years to build them. Or how much time? It was the least effect. Like one of the cross studies, you were saying that just a nudge to bring all the humans back on the day of resurrection. Just a nudge. How much is a nudge? So God is so supreme high. This is, and then this is where you learn that God's status is so high that how could you say a blasphemy against God that God has a partner? I mean, that's why we learn that idol worship is so gross injustice that someone who is so supreme and high to say, utter something about him that's saying that he has a partner or he need help or he need, he has a relative or he has a son or anything to say. That's why we learn that the sky is about to shatter in the fear that they, they claim that I'm paraphrasing that God has begotten a son. I mean, just imagine that. That's horrible. I'm sorry. Thank you. Do you guys have any more uh, comments, anybody, or questions, or any off-topic questions at this point? I have an off-topic question about uh, the stock market. Uh, one of the person was talking about it. Uh, you know how the, you invest in a company and you become a part of their profit? And that's, uh, as we understand, is completely okay. But investing in, in stock market, can I ask that question? Okay, sorry. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So investing in stock market is not to, not to invest in, in a long term where you can earn money by, as part of their profit, but investing in a way that you know, if the stock goes up, I'm going to sell it. And you know how the stock market goes up and down. So buying it at a lower price and selling at a high price and risking because there's a risk involved. Uh, like uh, almost like a gambling that you never know it's going to go up or down. So you are like basically gambling. That's what I normally see in the stock market. That people are basically gambling. Uh, they don't, you don't know what's going to happen. So you're investing, you're buying and selling. So is that part of a falls under gambling or not? I don't think it falls under gambling because, you know, you, because you can keep it, right? You right. don't have, like if it goes down, you don't have to sell it. And you can sell it when it goes up, so it's it's you know it's, it's it's just like investing in any other thing you get you know you buy yeah it. mm -hmm. like, um, it's a short term 
you know you can like in the morning you can buy uh, some let's say you buy 10 bottle of pops it costs you 25 cent a can of pop and you sell it a dollar like mm-hmm. within 15 minutes right you go on the street you sell it and some you might end up bringing home and not sold um, so here it's loss and profit bearing, mm-hmm. right? And pe- most people, like people who have no knowledge, it will be- be- become very much gambling. A lot of people do a lot of research that, okay, you know, um, they go at the pattern that, okay, let's say Apple stock was doing like this. It's time it's, they see the indicators and the trends going up. Um, and then at that time they buy. So people still end up with loss, but they they could gain another day. Um, so yeah, it's it's a high risk investment. But as Salomon was saying, not quite gambling. But it those for those who have no knowledge, and they say, well, okay, I'm just gonna put on the index today, and I might make some money. It could be devastating are, for them. Yeah. Yeah, and also in the stock market too, you know, I mean, there is there is high risk and then there is low risk. Mm-hmm. And the low risk ones, for example, the, you know, there's one like, uh, I don't know, S&P 500 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, where, you, where you actually make more profit than you would make on like a savings certificate or something or a CD, you know, like it's more than, the return is even more. So they're not all, very high risk, you know, but if you mm. like start going and investing in independent companies yourself and stuff like that and not in these mutual funds, uh, you know, they're, they're more volatile, you know, but right. it, it still it's not gambling because like with gambling, you know, you just, you know, you just put money and boom, it's gone. You know, right. you lose, you know, okay, with yeah. That, you know you yeah without stuff. any knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And then with, but with this stock, you actually bought something with the money, you have the product with you. And you just wait for an opportunity that, you know, when it's in demand and mm-hmm. it's higher, you know, you sell it, you know. So that's the basic concept. Yeah. I mean, then there yeah. are daily stocks. Yeah. And then there are long term, uh, yeah. you know, like more. And people make combination of like uh, more aggressive and then the less volatile, like bonds. Mm-hmm. Bonds yeah. and uh, and those things are. And blue chip stocks, right? Yeah. Which has lesser, for for example, yeah. all these financial institute has lesser mm-hmm. um, risk involved, but lesser mm-hmm. profit. Yeah, it's and like I mean, real, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So Go I mean, ahead. it's risk. It's risk, but it's not. It's not based on chance. You know. Yes, it's not, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Marshall, thank you very much. I had a confusion about that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No problem. Actually, you know, when you think about risk, like, you know, risk can be involved in any kind of investment. And let's say you, you're selling, you know, you're selling, uh, let's say you're, you know, let's say you're buying masks right now, for example, right? I mean, tomorrow they could really devalue or they could really go high based on the demand, you know, but they're all risky. But, you know, some investments can be more riskier than others. But, uh, you know, but they're really, when it comes to it, anything could be, a chance in that way like for example buying tomatoes 
could be that too because you know tomatoes based on supply and demand they could go up or they could go down you know you could lose money or you could make money so it's the same thank you sorry no, that's, i didn't mean to interrupt you no no nothing special okay so uh yeah so i guess we could probably end the stream here god willing so our next study god willing is going to be on tuesday at uh, 2 p.m pacific time and our teacher is going to be ali and then no i think it's adam <laughs> yeah no the week, adam is week after that <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Adam. You should always fight for your rights. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that too, and I said people are getting confused. So I guess would it be better to stay in Adam? Because yeah, is everybody know me? This name, you know, at least like a nickname at home. So they'll be getting confused. Yeah, Adam. Adam. Adam can do it next week. You know, Ali, inshallah. No, he's 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 trying to make you do twice. One said Ali, and one says Adam. Right. That's just like <laughs> that makes sense. Why he's pushing Ali? Finding <laughs> two, one more people to do the Quran study. Me, myself, and Aydin. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find Solomon's another name too. Yeah, so maybe yeah. his last name or somebody he's his his when he was nickname. a kid is a nickname. Yeah, let's find out. Let's find. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell you my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> what is your nickname? Yeah, what do you call Papu something? When you were little. <laughs> Junior, what what was your name as a kid? <laughs> or Gudu or something. <laughs> And same for Nudar to your as when you were like people call you something Guria or something when you were oh, little. Oh, I have a nickname, but I'm not going to share it. <laughs> you can, you can ask Ali or Ali or someone else; they probably know. Mm-hmm. I have a very you nickname. Need? Like there was a reward, right? There was this yes uh, culture that you must have a nickname, which would be used always within the.